Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 25th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, um, okay, so, hi guys. Who wants to talk? Hello, Nancy. How are you? I, I'm doing okay. Sounds like Dolly's coughing. <laughs> yes, of course. Show starts and I have to cough. Uh, so, but I'm doing okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Walt said that he thought you'd be doing better. Why did you say that, Walt? No, it was just an expression. I said I'm fine, and I'm sure Dolly's doing better. Ah, uh, Dolly, are you doing uh, better? <laughs> um, well, today I was. Yeah, you got I really some recordings. Was, and I still have more energy than I usually have for the whole day. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I've been calling on the Dolly unit, uh, uh, and they're working with uh, that thing. Lady H? Yes, yes, thank you. They're working with Lady H, yes. And I have been feeling better than I used to. Okay, so our friend Walt has not really seen what we've talked about for an hour on the Shungite show, being that blue light that flew over Corellia and exploded. He can't see it? No, he saw it. Well, he, he hasn't really studied it. I just sent him the pictures. Oh, for the, oh. For the people in chat, there's a picture there, and it's uh, got six different pictures. That's what we're talking about. It's uh, It happened apparently Saturday day, because Russia is actually quite a, a few hours ahead of us. In other words, they're, they go dark before we do. And, um, Walt, are you looking at the pictures? Uh, yes. Okay, well, what happened was that Michael sent me the link in my phone, and I didn't, I couldn't get the video to work, so I'm just looking at the... The, basically the second picture at the top and I had guests and so you know they leave and I lay down because they're, I've got to re- reboot after the guests leave and I started remembering that picture and I said well I'm just going to remote view it because in the article I was reading it said they didn't know whether it exploded or whether it hit the ground when I saw the vi- video I said it didn't hit the ground I don't think it looks like an explosion to me. But what happened was that when I went to do the remote, I was using the photograph as a anchor. Okay, I want to see what this is, you know. So I was looking at that in my mind, recalling it. But what I said was, show me where it landed, because there probably was debris. At that time, I didn't know it had exploded. I just thought, maybe there's someplace, okay? 
And I ended up in the Shungite field, which I go to all the time. So I thought, oh, this is weird. I'm, I, I, I considered it at, at that moment like an accidental. I went to the wrong place. But the Shungite field was all in this blue. It was all radiating this blue light. You know, it was like, what is this? And the next thing I know, I'm waking up. And uh, so I didn't get the full implication of the fact that the remote might have been a real remote until I saw the video. Because obviously this, this whatever it was, was coming in, and you'll see it just before you see the explosion in the, in the, right, in the far right one. You'll see it starts to throw off uh, debris because it's it's like a mist that comes off of it, and it must have been hitting the atmosphere and starting to heat up and starting to, you know, just essentially throw off disintegration. You know, I mean, it's hitting the thing, and then it got deep enough that it blew up. I mean, it just well. Then I look at the city that it was the camera was in, and I look at Shunga Village. You know, the place that Shungite is named after. And it was a, a very, very short distance. It was like, you know, two and a half hour drive. It was like, um, I don't even want to do that because every time I open up an, an image, I, can, I sometimes click, click myself out of Skype because I've got the X in the right, left instead of the right. But anyway, um, so I, I, I had said in the, in, to, to initiate it, show me where it, it landed. Well, it didn't land. It exploded. But my focus was on the field itself that was this bright blue. And I said, I want to see it. And so I think I went into the field just as this exploded. Um, so what I did then, when I, when I saw the video and everything, I said, well, where did this originate from? And I could... You know, normally in a remote, you can follow something back. You just follow it back. And I came to not a vehicle. I saw no vehicle. There was no spacecraft involved in this. Whatever it was, was a massive amount of energy. If I knew where the church was, which way are we looking with that camera? Are we looking south? Because if we're looking... Well, based on the map, you are looking south because according to the map, it shows a circle in the north. That's the location of the camera. So the camera is facing south toward the village of Shunga. I mean, that's not my interpretation. Not, not necessarily. See, that's only the camera. That's where the camera was. It could be turned around and looked the other way. Because it says blue light over the town of Segeja. Right. So that's north of Shunga. It's north of Shunga, but where was the camera paint pointed? If it's pointed at the church and then behind it, then yes, it's falling on the Shungite field. But if it was pointing... At least that's the general direction. That's the general least. direction. And otherwise, you know, if it was looking... If, if, if it was really the church, the face of the church is looking south, then you're looking north and it's farther on the other side of the city. But I have a intuition maybe or or maybe a longing for this to be true but i i think that's that they threw some some extra energy some potent energy into the shungite field um so 
Dolly, you got a read on it, but it wasn't what I said, right? What did you see? Um, I didn't go see it. I, the posse was telling me. Let me scoot up here and see what, because when they tell me, I forget what they say. <laughs> so let me come up here and see what it says. Get the posse it. secretary to read you the minutes. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm looking, I'm looking. She is a secretary. <laughs> I was executive assistant secretary. Oh, my life. Administrative, that's how they said it. <laughs> I said, I don't give a poop about your title. Just give me the money. Uh, there, I, I got to where it was interesting to see if it was any thing. Here we go. Uh, Mark had asked me to ask the posse, so I did. I'm hearing that there was a ship that was in trouble and needed help from Shanghai. It was following the Shanghai and did receive what it needed, so it, it went away okay. Also, more Shanghai was arriving to replenish, add more to Earth. But when you said what you said, that made sense to me that uh, something other than just Shanghai was... There was something else in with the Shungite. Um, and then I said, I'm curious to hear what Nancy says. Uh, and being told a few things were going on at that time. There were more things than just one going on at that same time. Um, but they wouldn't tell me any more than what they told me. The glow was to make sure the event got attention, bringing more attention to Shungite. The things are well, that explains why the, the energy signature of Shungite is higher. And it says the things they aren't telling me are behind-the-scene type things that aren't for us to know, to know at this time. And that's what I got from the pop, but not the policy, the posse. Well, Walt, that's why I asked you for the pendulum, because I felt that if they had just laced this, ener this new energy into Shungite, that it would have had a change of frequency from the last time you did it, which it had a change of frequency from the first time you did it. Mm -hmm. So can you give us, can you check that, or did you just do yeah. it? Well, the, the best way to do it is one of you ask a yes or no question mentally. And then I'll ask, what is the answer to Nancy's question, or what's the answer to Dolly's question? Well, you ask it, Nancy. That I'm way, I, am I, I supposed I, to? I'm, am I supposed to say it out loud? No, mentally. Mentally, it's, it has to be a yes or no question. It can't be. Uh, it can't be either or. It has to be. It's either yes or it's no. So it's a straight, straight question. Well, it seems like I would have to tell the audience what my question is. Afterwards, after I get oh, the answer. Okay. Okay. Okay, I've asked it. Okay. What is the answer to Nancy's question now? I'm getting yes. Okay. Now can I tell what I asked? Sure. I asked, has it changed frequency? Whoa! Oh. Okay. So now I want to ask another question. Um, okay. Okay, okay, go ahead. What is the answer to Nancy's question at this time? I'm getting yes. 
I don't know what you asked. Well, I don't like that answer because I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> make sure it's, it's got to be as simple and short as possible because, like, when my mom asks questions, she it's like a soap opera. They're extremely long, even though it's a yes or no question. So the simpler and the shorter, the better. Well, I wanted to know, was this delivered in by a 3D entity? In other words, I don't even feel like this came from a good ship or a bad ship or a ship at all. Because when I followed it back, when I went back, I didn't see a ship. I saw a face. And it was like I was telepathically communicating with whoever orchestrated this, you know, event, let's call it, okay? Well, it did have a a 3D presence because it was captured by a man-made camera. So there was a 3D component to the entire phenomena. But maybe the the greater part of it is in another another plane. But the only ship that I detected from what the posse was saying was the one that was in trouble and following that thing that had the Shungite and the other stuff. And because as soon as it got what it needed from that thing, the ship went away, and then I, there I didn't see or feel any more ships. Well, I suppose if the if the um, protectors or the prison guards, whoever is controlling space out there, had seen something like this come in, they may have attempted to stop it. Not if they didn't know what it was and it was coming in, they may have attempted to stop it. In which case, if if the being that sent this there didn't want them to, he would have or she would have, um, you know, disrupted the mecha- mechanism of the uh, vehicle. The vehicle it was, you know. So so that that could be. But when we got to talking about it. Um, Okay, because I did say delivery system. I said delivery. I said, who was this a man-made delivered system? In other words, was was it delivery? Was that the question? Yeah, that was the question. It was specific on delivery. Did it get there because of that? Let me ask another question, if you don't mind. Okay. Sure, sure. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What is the answer to Nancy's question now? I'm getting no. Okay. What I was asking is, was this, was this, did this originate outside of the 3D? In other words, was there some hyperspace godlike creature on the other side? Which is what I felt. I felt that that whoever had had. I mean, let's think about it. If if it's what I think it is, and they've upgraded the Shungite field, well, that would take a pretty powerful individual to do it. And I could argue it the other way. Well, the, the, the you know the, the ET spiritual guides or whatever that are out there helping us probably could have you know done that in the 3D because they I think they have a deep understanding of the Shungite and the Fullerenes. Um, but do you? Well, but the thing is that this is one of the things about the remote viewing is that there are so many layers to reality and densities for one single event. You could be looking at different layers of the event, like uh, um, this gentleman who was into remote viewing was telling me an anecdote 
of a military remote. Uh, it was civilian remote viewer that was being interrogated by a military representative, and he was being asked to um, remote view. I don't know if the person was told or was not told, but he was being asked to remote view a submarine, not an American submarine. Like when you were remote viewing, remember, uh, Soviet documents. And the thing was the remote viewer was being asked to track this, and then he went back to the people asking him to do this, and he goes, okay, what do you want me to track? The submarine or the UFO that's tracking the submarine? <laughs> so he was actually looking at everything that was going on around a, a single event. So I don't discount what you saw, but you may have been seeing a higher intelligence that was monitoring what was happening in the 3D. Just because whatever this was... Well, you know, has a 3D origin doesn't mean that there were that there were not higher intelligences. You know, keeping an eye on what's going on, and you picked up on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've considered that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, yes, absolutely. That that's why I I tell people, you know, remote viewing is difficult. It takes a lot of experience before you understand the nuances of just trying to do it. Yeah, um, uh, you you yourself have explained to me that even if you are focusing entirely on a material scene, uh, you could be thrown off by the element of time. You could be looking at that thing like two weeks from now, or two weeks uh, in the past, or two weeks in the future, and you could be reporting something, and somebody will say, "No, that's not there." Well, it will be there. That boat will be there. You know, a week from now. And that's and that's what you picked up. So that's another element of remote viewing that yeah. requires uh, skill mastering. Well, this was very time, you know, very specific to the time. Correct. Because yeah. I want you know, so I know that I was there when it exploded. That's why I actually didn't see the explosion. Had I gone in and I said it differently, if I if I'd programmed it a little differently, I would have been standing there in the dark on the Shungite field and mm -hmm. then seen the blue and probably looked up as it got bluer and bluer because it's obviously coming from the sky, right? But instead I said, you know, at the time of the explosion, so as I got there the explosion was already happening because it everything was blue. It was a reflection. Oh, and the reason that I know it was probably the same blue is that after I saw the video they had another camera that was on the street you know just looking at the street and you all you're seeing is the change in color and it goes yeah. from you know as so it's passing over the, as, the scenery right right but i didn't see that because i was so time specific i want to be there when it happens <laughs> and then of course yeah, once, no. once you enter uh into a, a remote like that the very fact that you were you went there then skews it. You don't have a virgin ter terrain anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that when I went back in to take another look at it, I did change the time. I wanted to see before it happened, but I didn't get into the Shungai field. I, I stayed sort of airborne, <laughs> so that mm -hmm. I could I could watch it come in. I wanted to see its trajectory, and that's when I say I, I was following it back. I should have been able to essentially trip back into time using that 
trajectory as an anchor. But as I got farther out, all I saw was... And it wasn't like seeing details of a face. It mm-hmm. was seeing like this 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 space what i w- what was very very apparent was that everything that had happened was good i had all this feeling of really really powerful secure energy you know this is fine everything is good you know um it, it, i wouldn't say that it was specifically a love frequency although it was a love frequency there um, it was just a very nice thing, and I, you know, but I could not. It was just like weird because all of a sudden there's this space there, and I couldn't go any further. Can and I ask I, it a question? Ask what a question? Waltz pendants? Pendants? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, let me word it. Okay. Okay. What is the answer to Dali's question at this time? I'm getting yes. Oh, I asked, did everything go with that event as it was planned and supposed to go? Okay. There is a constant in all of this that uh, nothing impacted the ground. I mean, that's what I'm seeing from either. There's no report of... Well, let's ask. Well, the the problem is is that I'm not finding any more information on it. Uh, Mm. I want to send this to Sophia um, to see if she's got people on the ground that can tell us more. Oh. You know, she she knows the guy that runs the mine right there at Shunga. Well, it sounds like a good source of information. Yeah. And the feeling that I got was, because of the explosion, the the stuff was fine, and it did go where it was supposed to go. Yeah, my feeling was that it was... Or if I had to, to give a word for what, what I think it is, I would use plasma. Okay, it was like... The explosion was like a plasma burst that... that Whatever was there just turned into plasma, and plasma is your basic energy before anything else, and it saturated like 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 now we got you know <laughs> real cosmic saturation of the shungite yeah. field after because the fact. once you affect the the that's one of the things that you keep repeating over and over whether people believe you or not it's up to them but just because there's so much Shanghai and it's spread so far, you don't even need a, a fullery in, in your in whatever nugget you have. All the Shanghai is affected, whether it has a fullery or not. So for those people that are fullerene crazy, oh, I don't know if my nuggets have fullerenes. It doesn't have to have fullerenes because it's that's the thing with the Shanghai. It's it's synchronous. One of the things I was dowsing about the all these energy devices is I wanted to know if there was. Um, propagation delay in the work, in the energy work in the field, because I'm thinking, okay, this field is so huge. I mean, how does how is it working? And I keep getting no. There is no propagation delay. The, the field works instantly. Wherever you sit, this thing and wherever the field is, the work is being done in that instant. It's not like you have to wait a day or a week or a month for things to happen in the field. 
whatever it work is doing, it's doing it instantly. Okay, so, I got another question. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What is the answer to Nancy's question at this time? Okay, I'm getting a bigger yes than the, your other questions. Awesome. Okay. Okay, because I would the ti- timing doesn't get lost on me. This hit in the dark of the moon. When you look at uh, very ancient uh, traditional esoteric thinking, they all seem to have a common agreement that if you're going to plant something, plant it in the dark of the moon. And by the, the new moon. The, yeah, the new moon, which is the dark side of the, it's dark when it's the new moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the new moon, but they say the dark side moon. Anyway, the new moon, which is dark, when you look up, you might see a little bit of a halo around it, but it's basically black. Um, and that you do your planting there. You do also manifestation if you have an intention that you, you know, want to have, let's say, uh, planted in the best environment. You should do it when you got a new moon because by the time it gets to a full moon, it will be in fruition, and it's a, it's an energy thing. So um, the question that that I had was, um, was was this energy upgrade a result of what we did last week with the Hohonoponopono energy device? Oh. That was the question I asked. I never would have thought of that question. <laughs> yes. Well, because, uh, you know, it's not only this show that I talked about it. I talked about it on a few shows. So probably a thousand people heard the story about this. And, and let's say we, let's say it was half of that. Let's say 500 people actually heard the story. That 500 people in their minds actually duplicated it because they were listening to me. Whether they thought they did or not, they would have, because their thoughts would have, well, well, how do you do that? Boom. Yes, the question, there it is. You know how fast it is. All all this energy work is instantaneous. And so so my supposition was, is that we, it was sort of like a graduation present. You know, we'd gotten to a point where we began to well, it's taken us six years, and, and plus the beginning of our lives, but together on this this Shungite journey, six years, and you've got a situation where the timing is there. We do this thing. You, I say, you you tell me you've made this wonderful thing. I said, please send it to me. You sent it to me. It got there the next week. Then we're mucking around with it, and I stick it under the microphone, and then we get into doing etheric doubling. Everybody can have it. Just tap into the to the thing. You know, well, what did that do to the world grid? Because the people that are listening to us, if they don't have Shungite, they have been exposed to it within the concept of thought enough that they are, they've got the Shungite signature. And you got all these people out there that suddenly begin to work with this energy that says, make it right. Make it right. And it's very conceivable. It may be a recharge, like Dolly says. I think it's more... Remember um, uh, Bartsis? 
Andrew Bartzis. He said uh-huh. he said that you know we were on the on a on a path that human beings would become shungite beings, and that shungite had every energy of every mineral that ever had been or would be. Okay. Um, Correct. So, what if there was something missing, some other energy field that we weren't, it wouldn't even matter, we wouldn't have been able to touch it unless we got to a certain evolution within our own energy fields. And I do believe that this is this device is, is just unbelievably it's just unbelievable to me, even me, because it is such a solid field. I mean, it's like um, I, and if you think of it, okay, yes, of course, it is a physical device, but at its heart, its heart and its brain, it's driven by Shanghai. All the other components are there to provide assistance to the Shanghai. Remember what I've been saying for a while, you give Shanghai uh, an energy structure and it just takes off. Well, it's like having a super intelligent entity and you're giving it a ship to fly around in. Then it can get its work done. <laughs> so at its, at its heart, it's not, I, I always, you know, point out, you know, man-made vitamins, you know, compared to natural vitamins. Well, the thing is that this device is man-made up to a point because it's not driven by anything made by man. It's driven by this thing that's coming from the galaxy. And that's the heart and the heart, brain and the soul of, of whatever work it's doing. And to go to make a small mention of what you said about Bartz's that uh, Shanghai had the energy signature of all minerals. Well, that that's another confirmation of why it can modulate energy and do things that other organ based organ devices don't do. Like for example, um, the turpentine uh, spiral. Yes, it is meant to, by default, to produce the energy signature of turpentine. But you guys caught on in the beginning that you could ask it to do other things. Like you said, okay, fix me the pain in, or my discomfort in my shoulder or uh, Dali's headache. If it were inanimate and completely unconscious and it's only doing the one thing, putting out the essence of turpentine, it wouldn't be able to do what you ask it. It's able to do that because the Shanghai is so smart. It's able to modulate and shape the energy to get it to do what it's being asked of it. And it has nothing to do with the human placebo because I keep repeating over and over, plants and animals do not have the placebo phenomena, yet they respond to these things and they are affected by these things. When you ask them, you know, help me with this or help me with that and or help me with a plant or something, and the and the living things that are living respond immediately. So no no placebo there. <laughs> and, and and to add another element, from the very beginning, you were the first person I heard say, um, with the Shanghai, if you don't have an open heart, if you're very negative, or if you're evil, or you're extremely ignorant, it just won't turn on. It just you can't use it to curse anybody. You can't cast any magic spells with Shanghai, any you know black magic spells. It just becomes a dead rock. It's completely dormant. So if you want to get the use of Shanghai, you have to raise your, your vibration. You have to open your heart. 
if you you know if you if you're drop dead ignorant and or as evil as heck, no matter how intelligent you might be, even if you have 300 points of IQ, but you exist to do evil and you know bad things unto everyone, it's just not going to work because your vibration, despite your intelligence, your vibration is very low, and Shanghai is forcing you to up your vibration if you want to avail yourself of what it can do. And remember what I said in the last show that to me it's like a reality therm thermometer. Depending on its energy signature, it tells you how your reality is doing. <laughs> there it is. I was just, you know. I know, I know, but again, another <laughs> synchronicity, right? You know, yeah. that, that, oh, well, you're actually, you've actually gone so far in, in, in your, your, I don't, it, it's evolution, but it, it's just, it's our learning, you know, learning who we are. It's like, oh, wow, this is what it is. Um, that now they actually have to send another form of energy into the planet to be able to take the next leap. Would that make sense? It would to me, because obviously the, the people are ready for a high, you know, higher level of energy. Like I said to you, when, when you gave that clue, uh, you know, how come we don't have a sound clip for the essence of Shanghai? And I thought, well, I, I know that I wrote it down, but then I decided to ask when I had the list in front of me, is this, is this number valid for the essence frequency of Shanghai? And I got, no, I said, you know, has it changed? Yes. So then I started dowsing for what is the frequency? Um, as I told you, it's way, way above, you know, whatever is the highest frequency of 5G. So that's why, that's another reason why this 5G crap doesn't scare me. First off, I, I've written it, I've written, I revoke any contract of it being in my reality. And Shanghai is so way above it, it'll just eat it for breakfast. So uh, don't care about it. <laughs> All right, as you, but, were, as you were talking... I had an interesting download. Okay. Okay. Now, it seems that... It seems like versions of ourselves sent it. Oh. It's like... That would make sense. That yeah. would make sense because our higher selves are six-dimensional selves looking back at us. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm not even sure... I, that's what I would would tend to think. Okay, that it's a version of our higher self, but as it was downloading, I got future. Yeah, you know. So and uh, you know, we know that you know from our future selves could potentially do the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because that's one of the things that we will do in the in the fifteen step practice. You know, going back and repair things and the past. In this case, it's it's so major, it, it just, it manifests in the 3D. You know, people can see it, people can hear it. And it's this, like, this was a collective thing, not an individual thing. That's why it's so big and so dramatic. Exactly. I mean, yes, I've had occasion to save the world before. <laughs> <laughs> and had I known that we were missing something, I would have said, hey, could we get that, you know? But I didn't know we were missing something. We wouldn't have missed it, except that we we've made these leaps that 
you know, and the last major thing was this device. Make it right. I, I, you know, if I thought, if I had any doubts about succeeding in creating the new reality, I don't anymore. When you see something that impressive in your face, I mean, think about it. <laughs> you got a camera that is focused on a part of the sky where this thing just, you know, magically appears, explodes, and is gone. Right there. I mean, that video, I mean, I would say that that was a, a, a hoaxed video by the other side so they'd make sure that we saw it. You know what I'm saying? Correct. This is too in your face. You're impinging on the consciousness, and that's that's what it takes. And Just. I'm wondering if this, whatever it is, this upgrade thing, that's what I'll call it, was sent at this time because I've been feeling more and more people are waking up. Well, wonder, did more people wake up at this time then they anticipated, so they had to add this new element in to handle the more people that have woken up. Was it an adjustment to what's going on? Just a thought. Well, all you have to do is ask the question. Oh, hey. hey okay. Well, don't tell me. Just tell me when it's done, the question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What is the answer to Dali's question at this time? Yep, I'm getting a big yes. Holy criminy. This is even bigger than Nancy's yes. Then what that's I one said. Of the, that's what one I of the things said. about the pendulum. <laughs> yeah, you can sometimes get you get emotion. little yeses, sometimes you get big yeses. But that, uh, I asked it exactly what I just uh, had said. Uh, did it, this upgrade happen because more people are waking up at this time, and it wasn't anticipated this many would be waking up? And and you said it said yes. Oh, okay. Yay. Yeah, they must be dancing in the streets up there. <laughs> My God, they finally, there's enough of them. We're going to, maybe we passed the hundredth monkey. I think we did it a while ago, but, um, you know, it's. Uh, this is interesting. It is very interesting. Well, because I was, I was saying in the earlier show, um, and I actually started hearing it in my own voice when I was listening to Say What. It was like I was doing the Say What show, and I, I started out okay, but then I started feeling more and more like, wow, I'm, I'm just not in my body. I don't feel grounded. I feel, I, I just don't feel right. And it persisted so that when I went over to Sandy's after the show for dinner, I was there for another hour and a half, and I, I had to make some lame excuse to come home because I was so discombobulated. I couldn't even engage in conversations. I just kind of sat there while I was eating soup, but or stew. 
<laughs> but you know, it was, and I realized I realized that something was off. And if you've had, you know, you got one of the major centers for shungite here in the world. You know, I've got a lot of shungite around me, and I've got all your devices. I mean, not all of your devices, but you know, three, four dozen of your devices here. Um, if there had been a massive change to the field, the mother load, every other piece of shungite is going to feel it. Correct. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I've never questioned your statement that you say that sometimes you could have a nugget that has no fullerene. Who, who cares if it doesn't have a fullerene? It's, that's not the way that shungite is working. It's, this thing is working in pure synchronicity. All the pieces are, well, this is what, I remember you hearing the very first time and when that lady from Frank's group sent me the recording of your show with, with uh, JP, and that was the very first time I heard your voice. That's exactly what you said, that you had found in your energy detection is that each nugget had its own individual resonance signature. And when the two or more were together, they would start working off of each other. So this thing is pure synchronicity. You know, it doesn't matter where it is, if it's next to each other or 50,000 miles away. That's why it works so fast. And that's why it, it didn't take much to start spreading the, increasing the size of the Shanghai grid on the planet. You know, all those people that were traveling all over and they were putting nuggets in the forest and in the sea. And remember that? Look at the... Um, Derek built. It was Derek who built that map, right? The one that has a, a yes pin, a pin on every play, in every spot where people have you know put down Shungite. <laughs> yes, and you know that's on that that's only a slice of how many people are actually doing it. Let's face it: if you've got you know millions and millions of people all over the world who have a piece of Shungite, well, Shungite's all over the world. Now, now the other, the other, you know, interesting thing that that happened on the Shanghai show was um, Annette had asked the question because she had somebody had come out saying that I don't even remember the details because it was you know I know it's probably true but I don't deal with C60 lab made stuff and that there was something in the C60 that caused um, the C60 lab made stuff to actually attach itself to people's spines, I think she said. And they were there as almost like um, a radio to take pro- uh, programming. That's what I understood by the... what. Well, it, does that uh, follow the thing you were t- telling me one time? Uh, one time you told me, you mentioned that gentleman... The one that's so ungrounded, that scientist guy that knows everything, but it's impossible to get a word in edgewise. Richard Miller, (laughs) Dr. Richard Miller. Okay. And he said that uh, you could weaponize uh, lab-made fullerenes, that you could, uh, if you load up a person with these things, you can use a microwave energy and have the person explode like a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yes, because they're an envelope. The fullerene is like an envelope, and inside they could put some kind of a gas thing. That would explode un- under frequency of, a, of a, a, an EM frequency could explode it. That was the way I understood it. Oh, 
So yes, it, it's. It, I mean, right from the get go, some of the best minds on the planet were saying this could be made into a weapon. <laughs> but oh, they, they do the, Something they, should be made that's not weaponized. You know, and that was one of the reasons I didn't like to get into it because I was I was one of those people that said, "Oh, five G's a weapon," you know. And people like, "What are you crazy? I'm going to leave you. I've been with you for you know ten years, but you're crazy," you know. Um, no, I wasn't going to jeopardize my my reputation, you know, for, by saying that. And yet, there was a lot of people that came out and did say it. Um, but that was one of the reasons that I was like, no, 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 I don't want that stuff even in my house, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, because people would say, well, I could send you something. No, 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 thank you very much. Not, 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 not necessary to do. But um, and she was concerned with the fact that the C sixty in the Shanghai could possibly be doing the same thing and that people that are into shungite and drinking shungite water are really setting themselves up for control <laughs> and i explained well first off negativity like that wouldn't be you know wouldn't happen in a shungite field you couldn't manipulate shungite like that but that what they're talking about is man-made manipulation of a molecule a 3d molecule in shungite, the only thing that manipulated was the cosmic energies through which it came as it was being, you know, put together. Mm. So, um... I want to make it clear that wasn't Maya Net, it was a different one. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Oh, sorry about that, yeah. Net Trinidad, I think, is the last name. Yeah. Um, yes, so, but, you know, the other thing that... I, Okay, for those of you that haven't read Cosmic Reality, the book, um, there is a cosmic rule that essentially says that coincidence is a thought. Chance is a thought. Somebody has put out a thought, and then the universe of spiritual intervention does everything to essentially answer the question that might have been there or create the environment that was requested. It's just the way that everything works. So, when something, when you're when you're in a, a subject, like if I'm researching a subject, and something comes up that I look at it and I go, "What would this have to do with what's happening now?" Inevitably, it is something important. And in this case today, um, I'm putting up the the putting the images together and putting them up and all this and thinking about this uh, this blue light over Corellia and Harold Krauss Villa propped up in the Facebook group and he's our amazing <laughs> amazing uh, guest that never shows up on our show because we just talk about him and play clips from him but he's the guy that talks about black goo and that black goo, he believes, at least he's got a new, he seems to be out there again, so I'm not sure what he's saying right now. But the last time he was out there, he was talking about the fact that the entity behind the black goo, the demiurge, the demiurge has left the planet. And... It could be that because I, I, there's got to be there's got to be something to that black goo. I mean, it's being used for negative reasons. It's, it, it, negative in our world, you know, it doesn't work. 
It's basically it doesn't work. Um, it's an infection on on Gaia's body. Yes, but in many ways, this this shungite is like cosmic black goo that is in the state of more solidity. Well, that's what I get every time I doze. I yeah. keep asking, is this galactic black goo? Yes. Well, that would explain why it has such a level of, of sentience. Because you're dealing with some, <laughs> something that's bigger than your own planet. Yes, and, and now it's had an upgrade. <laughs> you know? And again, if you think of the word demiurge, what is it again? Why demiurge. Demiurge. Well, think of the word... Think of the word urge, like when you get an urge for ice cream or an urge for a nice Cuban cigar. Well, instead of being a full urge, it's, it's half a, an urge, so it would be a demi-urge. Got it, demi-urge. <laughs> okay, when, when, when Harold would talk about this demi-urge, I would, you know, kind of like get the image of a godlike creature that isn't really locked into a 3D environment very similar to the imaging energy that I saw when I went back towards the source of this particular meteorite over uh, Shunga. So it may be that, you know, it is like a God source or our future selves that to us would be gods, you know, that said, these, these little characters down here, by gosh, they've got it, you know, but they just need this other little boost of energy to... Make sure. So my feeling is is that we're in for a very interesting ride. I don't think it's going to be scary. I think it's going to be thrilling. Um, Arthur Clarke was correct in his book when he called it the title of his book uh, Childhood's End. Oh, yeah. That's it. We have to grow up. We are not going to survive. I mean, how long have you been saying it show after show after show? We have little time left. We have to make we have to make the changes now. We have to wake up now. Well, we're doing it. We're having to leap and leap over, leapfrog with something that would take a long time. We have to do it fast because it's either that or not survive. Um, nobody has agreed to be exterminated. So we got to do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're in a good time here. Um. Is your mother listening? I would love to know your mother's take. Oh no, I have. I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> uh, she doesn't listen to the to the computer in another room. Uh, no, right now she's she's on her phone. I don't uh, know what she's on her phone. Shame on her. She should be listening to you. <laughs> I guess she is listening to you. She's not listening to me. If you're on headphones. Ah. Uh. So, Dolly, anything else that you're, you you feel about this that you wanted to comment on? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sitting here just getting all these different thoughts. Um, now I can understand why I had that experience in the hospital when I went from the derangement syndrome to the to calm, peace, just. Sit back, wait, watch, and wonder. Things are happening now. They're happening pretty fast. Uh, May I pause you right there, Dolly? 
Yeah. So since since you have an open channel to your posse, yeah. could you ask them a question? Now it's my turn to ask a question. Okay. And they'll tell you. When you experience that phenomena, that you went from derangement to a state of calmness, did, jo did Dali jump realities? That's a yes or no question. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, goosebumps. Hairs are standing up. They said yes, most assuredly. There you go. So just because you see something in the news doesn't mean it's happening in your reality. <laughs> know that. It's not a question of blind belief. It's a question of knowing. Just be, it's, like, it's like looking at uh, television screens. For example, you know when you go to these sports bars or restaurants or whatnot, on every screen they're showing something. Well, just because you're seeing these images, obviously you're not inside that movie, you're not inside that baseball game, you're not inside that football game, you're seeing images of something that's happening in another reality. Well, that is a representation of something that's actually quite real. I mean, that's why when I asked that question about what's happening in China, and I got no, and then I asked, is this happening in Gaia's old reality? And I got yes. And I asked, am I living in Gaia's old reality? And I got no. And And you know, other other presenters are speaking of this, like Andrew Barr says he speaks about reality bubbles, that all it takes is 50 people to create a local reality, wherever they might be. And just because something horrible is happening somewhere else in the world, yes, of course, we have to do something about it, and we have to raise our vibration to offset that horrible thing. But it's not necessarily in your reality, so the, you have no... Motivation to, to, to you have no attachment or motivation to engage and feeding fear. That's yeah. the kill. That's the, the thing you don't want in your yeah. reality. So I know keep it's raising a nice your vibration. Place to be, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And and I've been uh, so much more at peace within myself. Uh, and and I really don't. I watch I watch the news, but I it's like I'm watching. Something happened that I'm I'm not invested in, but yet I am because I have a job to help those who are living in that place. And all you have to do is, when you're seeing those things, um, send send them a beam of hoponopono energy. You know, thank you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love you, and bring balance to that situation. Or you could just say, I, I, I send balance to the situation. So you're being made aware of these things, not to be tortured by them or terrified by them, but to heal them. So everything that you heal outside of you, you're healing inside of you. Oh, cool. So, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, that Anand, that's Mark. Oh. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Don't, not to be confused. Yeah. Mark Mark Emata is not to be confused with Masaru Emoto, even though they sound similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like that, that you told me that, well, because now I have a purpose for my new place, for being in my new place. 
now I realize, oh, this is what I can do. This is why I'm in the new place at this moment in time. Yeah. Huh? So you you will make a leap into a reality where your heart has never been operated on because it's perfectly whole and healthy. That's why your heart was never should never have been a source of worry for you. Of course, I'm not detracting or taking importance away from how does a person feel when they have heart issues. No, I would never do that. I'm just pointing to you that as the owner of your reality, where you choose what you want in it and what you don't want in it, and you are witnessing how you're leapfrogging from one to the other, yeah, you will jump into a reality bubble where your heart is perfect. No, no, never been done anything to it. All the arteries are completely clear. There's no damage, no tissue damage, no structural damage, nothing. It's just perfect. Because... That's that's what you you know you are your own you are a creator by your own right so but the thing is that we we your your posse I'm I'm very glad that you are one of those people that can openly dialogue with your posse because they have infinite patience and they're taking you by the hand with, throughout all these learning curves. It would be great to, you know, just be born with all the knowledge and wisdom of a hundred-year-old person, you know, but that's not the case. We need to be walked through. <laughs> like, for example, yes, of course, my hands put together the, the device I sent to Nancy, but the thing is that I have to look back and see the learning curve. I have to openly admit that it was it would, my guides who would send me images of, you got to make this, and they wouldn't I couldn't get rid of the image unless I sat down and made what they had been shown, and then I have to wait for them to tell me, okay, what does this do? What is it for? So my job, my journey has been cooperating with what's being shown to me and be willing to put the time and effort and learn what it does, but I can't take full responsibility and say, oh, yes, I'm such a freaking genius. I'm the one who came up. No, that's, that's bullshit. I was just open to be taught. And I'm glad that I was able to learn. <laughs> I could be stupid enough and not learn anything, right? <laughs> right. You gotta trust your trust yourself more that you're getting what you're getting from from your posse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should see me when I'm working with this. I have to work with a pendulum glued to my hand because okay, what about this? Should it, should this go this way or should this go this way? Should this be facing this way? Should this be facing? I'm not relying 100% on my intellect because the intellect makes mistakes all the time. So, Well, listen, in honor of the Ho'oponopono energy, because I think that's what was sent. I think the energy that's in the device is now completely in the Shungite field. If it's not that exact frequency, it's very... Well, I'm going to tell you another thing. I think that... My downloads is that this secret of this particular word and the frequency that says, you know, make it right, is actually something that was uh, taught by Atlanteans. And I think over the years that they mucked with with the words pronunciation a little bit because of... 
you know that you've got this excessive power. You're not going to tell everybody how to use it as powerfully as you can. So I suspect that part of my stumbling, continual stumbling over the word was was an indication that this is not the exact word. But you had the exact frequency, which then you proceeded to give... Well, you sound like, you sound like my mom, because you know how, how Dali came up with the name Lady H? Yeah. My, my mom says, I'm going to call her Hopona. That's, that's, that's what sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's she's she well she's as right as as anybody else's because because you know I, I'm I'm trying to learn it and, and I'm listening to people and I'm going like they're all saying it slightly different you know and yeah. they'd say no it's this way and I'd listen and I go no because you know I mean it was like I, so um, but what I think they gifted us was the pure essence of make it right. Whatever that means, however it is. That feels so much better to me than the thing JP used to say is, please forgive me, yada, yada, yada. Oh, the prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't resonate. I never liked that. No, I didn't either. And I think that that was another one of those tricks. I'm sorry, people out there that have been following this, but it could have been a trick. Because what it says is, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I'm, I'm, you know, it was, a, it was, I'm a it, nothing. I'm a nothing, yes. you please forgive me. I mean, it was really damaging to somebody like me that, you know, feels like, no, I'm pretty damn good. That sounds a bit excessive. <laughs> you know, yes. And, um, so I, that's one of the reasons that anytime they started talking about it, I was like running in the other direction. Until yeah, until I heard your tone. Okay, once I heard your tone and I felt that energy, it felt so right. <laughs> you know? Well, to, to give you an idea how serious the whole Hoponopono process was in ancient times, and I'm talking before Europeans invaded and conquered the Hawaiian Islands, uh, it was, yes, it was a metaphysical uh, ritual, but it was always to be led by either the chief of the tribe or uh, or a person of authority. You know, you bring the parties together, whether it's two or more people involved in the uh, in the feud, and he would he or she would be the ones officiating officiating the entire ritual. It wasn't to be taken lightly. It wasn't a conversation over coffee. It was an actual literal ritual that had to follow certain guidelines and on certain etiquette because it was the actual movement of energy you're 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 moving energy because in the belief system for those that want to read about the basis of it there's a fantastic book out there i've uh, bought it in amazon it's called hawaiian metaphysics and what they explain is that the the purpose of making things right is that all these negative things that we carry with us, negative memories, negative ideas, negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative feelings, all of these things can be turned into light, and that's where our higher self comes in. That's why the invocation of the ritual starts by calling upon your higher self, your basic self, and your awakened self, the person, whoever you are, John Smith, you know, whoever you happen to be, you know, your your own 
the person that's awake and experiencing this reality. So when you're making the recitation of the ritual as it was meant to be, that's what you're asking. You're asking your, your higher self to transmute all of this into pure light. And pure light doesn't look like the light that comes from a light bulb. Pure light is an essence, it's an essence that it's, it has no manifestation because it's pure. It's what will become something. So you're taking all of these negative things and you're bringing them back into neutrality. So it's not harmful anymore and it's not going to hurt anyone. So it's a complex, you know, very deep, involved ritual. And I'm sorry that it, that some people have distorted it to make it sound creepy or, you know, they're giving away your power or something like that because it's not meant to be that way. In fact, Morna Simeona, the lady that um, made it available for the the rest of the non-Hawaiian world, because it was it was a thing that was only for them. No white people were brought into it. No one was allowed to know how it worked. But Morna Simeona, yeah, she she has since passed. She was the last in the lineage of uh, Hawaiian royalty. She was related to the old chieftains of, of the Hawaiian Islands. And um, I, I don't know if with her the, the line ends. I don't know if she had children. But she's the one who brought it to the Western world. So, and then Dr. Hugh Lynn worked with her and he used it in his medicine. Thank you.
Okay, so um, anything interesting um, that might have happened politically that... Um oh, yeah. I, this is... Um, I know that Wilcock has been talking about, you know, what a bad meaning Bill Gates is, and Fulford has something interesting to say about him, even though I don't have the subscription, I can read the first part of the report, and you can, guys can get a feel for it. Okay. Bill Gates, is that who he's talking about? Yeah, because in, in the past, I've heard Wilcock when he does his presentations or his reports that Bill Gates is one of those people that he was, his foundation was involved in India uh, with, you know, when they go to do these vaccinations because they're such good souls and they want to vaccinate people against yeah, diseases. Right. They were uh, sterilizing women left and right. Hundreds, if not thousands, of women have been left sterile by the injections that his uh, foundation was doing. In fact, I think it was two years ago that Fulford was saying, "Oh, this guy has got to pay for his role in in this depopulation agenda." And this time, uh, the title of the report is "Bill Gates Surrenders to the Chinese: A Secret War Rages On." The secret battle for planet Earth is raging on with England, Russia, China, and the Pentagon leading the charge against the satanic Hazarian mafia. In the biggest development last week, Microsoft Bill Gates, fearing for his life, surrendered to the Chinese and is providing them with insider information about the pharmaceutical mafia, Asian Secret Society, and Pentagon sources say. The official Chinese Xinhua News Agency reports Gates offer $100 million to fight the new coronavirus, and, and quotes, Chinese President Xi Jinping wrote to Gates, quote, I support your cooperation with relevant Chinese institutions and look forward to enhanced coordination and concerted efforts in the international community for the sake of health and well-being of all. The end quote, the relevant Chinese institution Gates is cooperating with most certainly include the Chinese secret services. Asian secret society sources told the Pentagon last week that they are aware that bioweapon attack on China was carried out by the same people who assassinated President John F. Kennedy and orchestrated 9-11. The Asians and the Pentagon are thus cooperating and sharing pinpoint information to ensure all guilty parties are, quotes, led to justice. 
Now we need to look at the role of U.S. President Donald Trump and his regime in this whole business. A key hint is the escalation of the panic surrounding the coronavirus, otherwise known as the common cold virus. It spread intensified in earnest after the U.S. corporate government formally defaulted on February 16th. This pandemic is being staged to provide cover for the cutoff of credit and thus deficit-financed imports that the U.S. is experiencing right now. We also note that Trump has lost much of his military support. That's why he was forced to hire the openly gay, flaming Zionist U.S. ambassador to Germany, Richard Grenell, as acting director for national intelligence. It is also why Trump QAnon is pushing his flunky Kashyap Patel as a name to remember. I don't know about this QAnon stuff because Dolly is the one who follows it. <clears throat> CIA and Marine veteran Robert David Steele notes, quote, the secret mandarins will lie to the acting director of national intelligence and his new hires, such as Kashyap Patel, all of whom are just as ignorant of the substance of intelligence, despite their super smarts on knowing what the president needs, but is not getting, apart from subversion and lies. As with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the secret world will seek to charm and subvert, and Grenell's enchantment with genocidal Zionism will be his Achilles heel. End quote. Of course, there is a much bigger game in play here. The gathering of G20 finance ministers last week in Saudi Arabia, minus the UK, Russia, and China, provides, provides hints about what is at stake. It's very important to synchronize. Indonesian Prime Minister Sri Mulani Indrawati said in a Bloomberg TV interview in, in Riyadh. On the, how do you pronounce that? Riyadh, right? Riyadh. How do you spell it? R i y a d h. I've oh, seen it. I don't know how to say that. On the sidelines of the G20, Indrawati added, "Are the economic ministers coming here?" All the economic ministers coming here and the central banks have instruments and policy tools that they can implement and execute, including fiscal expansion if it's necessary. She's basically saying that the central bankers will create unlimited amounts of stimulus or trillions of computer credit money. This time it will not work as we are in the end game now. It does look like Indonesia has been chosen by the Zionist cabal to take over from China in the manufacturing sector. There are no coincidences. And here he posts a link to an article. And um, I have to end there because I don't have the subscription, so I can't read the rest of that. But I, I feel inclined to believe this part about the Bill Gates because I know Wilcock has been talking about this criminal guy for a long time. It seems that all his whistleblowers and insiders all agree with the same thing, that he's part of the, the cabal's depopulation agenda. I've heard about the shots that Bill Gates and his wife are pushing. I've heard that. Ooh, I heard it a long time ago. I heard they were laced ago. with AIDS. I, I heard they were laced with stuff and that they were uh, trying to sterilize the women. So, but um, 
I can't believe that other stuff he said. I would need more proof than just, uh, what's his name? I forgot it already. Fulford? Yeah, him. Well, it would be nice if the corporate government went away and we went back to the republic. In fact, that's one of the things that he's been saying for a long time, is that if they default and they go bankrupt, then that's the perfect time to bring back the republic. Just cancel the charter. Nancy says all that you need is an act of Congress to cancel the charter. Well, they aren't going to do that. Yeah, I know. It's going to be... Uh, they'll they'll take the, the country from their cold, dead fingers, right? Yep. <laughs> now, one thing I did want to ask um, Dolly about. Matthews, Matthews um, Chris Matthews from uh, oh, yeah. CNN. Yeah. CNN. Um, apparently, I think it's CNN, MSNB, anyway. MSNBC. Oh, um, he said something to Sanders, or no about about Sanders. Like, yeah, and what was it that he said? Uh, he was making reference to Sanders uh, to Sanders' statement about. It, it went back to Sanders' relatives being in concentration camps, and it, it was a, a snotty-ass remark. I, I can't remember if it was in the concentration camps or in Cuba when they were killing people. Um, but he really, he really, really overstepped the bounds there. Um, and even the Democrats were upset about it. Well, he, he came out and said, you young people, you don't know what socialism is about. I've lived it. I know it doesn't work. Chris did, Matthews. And, well, yes. You know, and then uh, the, the only reason, uh, the only thing I saw about it was him apologizing because he was on the verge of, he was being asked to resign by some people. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. By a lot of people, <laughs> there was it, not just the swamp beings, but a lot of people were saying, "You need to get it, go away." And uh, he saw. I didn't realize that he had apologized. I hadn't heard that. Uh, yeah, that's what that's I heard, a, and I didn't really know a, what had happened. Uh, but I wouldn't believe his apology for nothing. He really went after. Um, Sanders? Yeah. Yeah, in a bad way. Uh, I, Sanders is definitely uh, goes the Russian way. I forgot the word for it. And the Cuban way. Uh, so, socialism. Yes, yeah, socialism. All I could think was sovereignty, but that wasn't it. Yes, he he wants socialism, and he sincerely believes in socialism. And... Uh, that Chris guy, Chris Matthews, was, I think his point that he was trying to make was socialism kills people without any conscience. Um, but the way he said it, he was attacking Bernie's uh, relatives that were killed uh, in, I, I'm thinking it was Cuban uh, people when they were killing the Cuban people. 
Um, so he really, he, he needs to go away anyway, but I thought, oh, yay, maybe he will have to be going away because he's upset the world. <laughs> Not just the USA, but the world. Interesting. So, so who is this person, Matthews? He's a commentator. Oh. An old timer. Yes. Hmm. I can't even call him a news person because they don't do news. They read they read their uh, things. Their scripts. Yes. Their, yes. their scripts. <laughs> he, he would be consider he would be considered uh, a left supporter, but not so far left that you're into socialism. So that you know, um, yeah, people are getting torn up over this thing. They still got the derangement. They're they're still in that old reality. Oh yeah, and and there's fear. There is just a fear. I've capital letters. All the letters are capital and in red, and got lightning around them. That's the way the swamp beings are, and and the swamp beings include those news uh, people, um, even some on Fox. In my opinion. Um, they are really terrified because they're starting to be exposed. And the biggest exposers of them is themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so they're throwing each other under the bus just as fast as they can. And they're trying to cover their butts. And, and then... That's why it surprised me so much when Schiff comes out with Russia again. What? What the hell? You haven't learned anything in all these prosecutions you're trying to do about Russia in that Mueller report thing? There's been how many investigations just on Russia? And it's been proven it's the only people who are dealing with Russia was the Democrats? <laughs> and now, because it didn't go over so good with trying to condemn Trump so much, they're throwing it at Bernie too. So, oh, Bernie was was uh, doing a conspiracy with Russia. Oh yeah. <laughs> God knows who else going to be doing it by the time they're done. They're not even reading their scripts anymore. Oh, maybe the script writers are on vacation, so they're coming up with their own stories. They're, I'm telling you, Walt, they're terrified. They are literally terrified. Wow. They're trying and, to climb a Play-Doh ladder. And then when uh, Trump fired these 70 people recently, <clears throat> they would, they're, of course, they're bad-mouthing that. But the thing is, I said this on DS today, Dolly Shears. I tried to use this as an example. If you're the boss of a company, you get hired in, new hire, and you're the boss of this department. And uh, so the old boss had to go away. He got fired. He went away. So the new boss is stuck with the old boss's employees. The old boss's, uh, most of the old boss's employees don't like the new boss so they don't like anything the new boss is going to do 
They don't like what the new boss wears. They don't like the color of his hair. So they're sabotaging the new boss. Well, okay, you're the new boss now. Are you going to keep those people on your staff? Or are you going to get rid of them? And build your own staff who works with you so you can get your projects done. I would say you fire them. The best example of how crazy this whole thing is is this: uh, they came out the shift, you know, the shifty-eyed guy, the one that this is Dolly's boyfriend, bug eye, bug eye. He's a snake, in my opinion. I expect to see his tongue come out. (laughs) Well, he's he's got a he's got a um, a group there that got a briefing from I forget who the head of the. the, the head of the national security chairman, kind of the guy that is supposedly getting all the information from all the intelligence communities and then reporting to not only the president but Congress. And so there was a briefing that he gave there. And the next thing that anybody knows is that this group that got this top secret briefing leaked, <laughs> leaked. Um, information that Russia was trying to support Bernie Sanders and President Trump. And so then um, uh, Pence's chief of staff goes on with Mike Wallace of uh, Fox News and he's trying to say, he's trying to tell him, look it, we went to the same briefing. I was at the same briefing that was given to the president that should have been given to the Congress, the House. Now, we did not hear anything about the Russians caring one way or the other about the election. So it's not true. Because why would they tell the House one thing that they didn't tell the president? Right? That's the point he was trying to make with Wallace. And Wallace was all over him. Oh, my God. He was so, he was just rude. But, so, this, 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 like I say, the chief of staff for Pence is saying that we were not given that information. Supposedly, Shift's group was given that information, and then it was leaked. Top yeah. secret information, right? Well, they, they have now said that, oh, well, maybe that wasn't said. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they come, no, I guess maybe that wasn't true. And, and this every, is completely a shift thing. Yeah, and and Trump went out and said it's not true. It didn't happen. It, you know they're making it up. The Democrats are making it up so we can have another Russian collusion thing. And you know, I mean, like, come on, any nation? Do you think that the Americans, when somebody is having an election, you don't think that the Americans from every three alpha, three three letter alphabet group out there isn't in one way or another? trying to get somebody elected that they want? Why is this such a horrendous thing if the Russians said, we like Trump? I don't know why you would. He's put more sanctions on you than any other president in history. <laughs> you know? But it, it. But I thought that that was just one of the more insane... And, and I, I suspect that the fact that they came back and said, oh, well, maybe it wasn't said, didn't get the press that 
it got when they said it was said. People just don't believe him anymore. They, he has shown his butt to everybody. The the swamp people. Well, look at Pelosi tearing up the the speech thing right in front of people, and then she goes out and to cover herself, she says, "Oh, that was just a, uh, a copy." Bullshit. Where'd she get the copy? <laughs> we were watching her the whole time. When did she get up, leave the room, make a copy, and come back? Oh, yeah. Is that thing through that they, uh, someone posted on, on Facebook? Um, I didn't read it. You're, you're the one in charge of politics. And they're saying that Pelosi is, either Pelosi or the Democrats are planning on using the trillion dollars surplus money from Social Security to pay for something. Is that? Oh, it was true? said that she used, she used Medicare's money to pay for the last three and a half years of going after Trump. I've heard that rumor. Well, well, I don't know if that's a rumor because I actually saw the document on the gov.gov website that showed her ordering this money be sent. Okay, but what I think they're talking about, Dolly, is supposedly they're going after the the excess in the Social Security account. I don't think there's excess, Nancy. Well, that's all I'm telling. I'm telling you what yeah. I heard. I don't know if there's excess. Why wouldn't you think there's excess? She's already using it. She's been using that for the last three and a half years. Well, even longer. So how could she even have any left is my question. And where would there be excess? How could there be excess? Well, the, Every- there's a lot of ways to get an excess because the money is in the in the account, okay? And if people die before they access the account, then the excess builds up. Well, and don't they invest it also? I don't think so. No. Yeah, in their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> no, they use it as collateral on other loans. <laughs> oh, God. It's yeah. a mess, Walt. It's, <clears throat> it's a mess. And they've been able to get away with it forever so they they don't seem to know any better than oh well we have to lie about this because we might get caught and it's such an obnoxious lie in the first place that the lie makes it even look worse (laughs) they just keep exposing themselves constantly especially that shift because I don't think his brains function very much anymore at all. I know his elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor, that's for sure. Or he, was, just, he was built with missing parts. Yeah. I heard that so the other a, day. I thought that was cute. So he's a faulty clone? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's someone in a dark closet running him with a remote control unit? Something's faulty. He needs fixed. <laughs> so, Walt, um, last week I asked you to look at that um, crystal that uh, Nisam Harriman had put together, and then I forgot. Yeah, those to... art crystal things. Right. What did you find out about them? Do you mind sharing, or didn't you look? Well, all I, I went and looked at the site and read the description, um, 
I did some dowsing to figure out because he doesn't give much details other than saying that oh that these are high precision made crystals and and blah blah blah. And what I got is that uh, let's do you have the link so we can get a picture for those in the chat and they can see what is it that we're talking about? Yeah, let Hold me on. look for it. Let me look. I'm just I'm just gonna look at do a search of arc crystals. You'll get it faster than I will. <laughs> okay. I just want to get a picture so it's easier for them. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So I'm just going to copy-paste the link. And if anyone clicks on the link, scroll all the way down to where it says Arc Crystal Technology, and you'll get a, what what the image shows is a cluster of these things, because in reality, it's one of these units is considered an Arc Crystal. <clears throat> the first thing I doubt is, is, is there a crystal inside this metallic frame? And I got yes. Is it a natural crystal? I got no. Is there a laboratory-made crystal? Yes. And as you can see, what it is, it's a tetrahedron, meaning like a, it's a three-sided pyramid with a base, so in reality it's made up of four faces. But if you pay attention, uh, in a standard tetra tetrahedron, every face is an equilateral triangle. But in this particular case, he's made a tetrahedron but the faces are actually hexagons. And if you look at the truncated, what would be the, the tip, the vertex, the tips of each pyramid, is actually truncated. If you look at the face of the truncated uh, face, it's also a hexagon. It's not a perfect triangle because the ends of the triangles have been trun truncated as well. So based on what I read, um, what he explains with that interview with the lady, uh, Lee Lou Mays. Um, the structure is, it's like an antenna, I guess, like an etheric antenna. If you focus your attention to it, it, it makes it easier to access etheric energies. What I ask if it has any level of sentience, I got no. It's a laboratory made crystal. It's not even a natural crystal. So, but it's, very affordable. It's only $1,200 a pendant. <laughs> For those people that think a $100 Shanghai pendant is much too much. So I guess this is designer designer metaphysics for those who can afford it. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, the reason I even um, was introduced to that was my friend Cindy. Um, mm -hmm. She listens to some of his work, and she listened to that. But she said that what got her attention was that everything he was saying about this crystal sounded like shungite. So did you find that in reading about it, what it does? Uh, it's... it's <laughs> It's not clear to me. What, based on what I've read, the only thing that uh, I can perceive clearly is that the structure 
it's more or less working like a, an etheric antenna. It lets you pull in, you know, an, an energy from, you know, the etheric continuum. Uh, and other than that, it's the sacred geometry that it's made with that does the work because that's the beauty of sacred geometry. Any, any body, either a, two, a two-dimensional uh, figure or a three-dimensional form, that's that is made with a sacred geometry proportions has resonance just by its very shape it has resonance for example the tetrahedron in its pure form resonates with the uh, metaphysical essence of fire you know the the different geometric bodies have energy resonances remember in the times of uh, in, in ancient roman times for example, in the times of Archimedes, um, you could not speak out on the sidewalk or in the street about the um, dodecahedron. If a, if a soldier or a guard caught you talking about that out loud, they had a they had every uh, they had permission to kill you on sight. That was a, a, a that was a metaphysical secret. Nobody could know about the the pentadodecahedron. That's how serious. They knew about the energy resonance of sacred geometry bodies. So in this particular case, he's done a combination of form because he's taken a tetrahedron and he has combined it with the hexagon because the tetrahedron is made of with hexagonal faces. So yeah, it has a lot of you know resonance because it's made with sacred geometry, and I guess the the crystalline side is helping like well the same way that you would take a an, what do you call it a magnifying glass and if you concentrate sunlight on a piece of a piece of wood or a piece of paper you can start burning them with because the the lens is concentrated the sunlight well this is not that different it's it's allowing you to focus or have access to you know etheric energies but it doesn't have anywhere near the level of sentience that Shanghai does. What, a, what, what do you... A, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, several times in different ways I ask, is this a natural crystal that has been carved? And I keep getting no. Is, it, is this a laboratory-grown crystal? Yes. So I guess that's how they've achieved the perfect uh, geometric cut of the crystal, it's just easier. It's easier maybe for them to grow them and then just cut them to the shape. So even though when you're looking at the image, you see some of the frames look empty and some of them they look white. It's it's the angle, I guess, of when they took the photo. Depending on the angle, the light will go through the crystal and it's completely transparent. And from another angle, uh, the light is being reflected, so it looks it looks white inside the frame. But it is a, a laboratory-made crystal held inside a metal frame. What did you mean when you... Well, let me put it to you this way. What do you see as the difference between the quantum field and the etheric field? Uh, if you read Cater, quantum is another made-up name. <laughs> so he, he debunks that as well. Because it's, it's, it's we are living in an ocean you know, of etheric energy. What happens is that it's not one single etheric energy. For anything that's manifested, for anything that exists, there are etheric elements 
that make that that up. So it's like look at all the elements in the in the periodic table of elements. Well, there are etheric uh, particles that are correspond to each of those elements and more that we are not aware of. So the variety of essences in the etheric field is practically infinite. And material existence is precipitated from the etheric field. You know, they came up with this quantum thing because they needed to name it something, but uh, it's essentially the same. Well, I use both, and they're not interchangeable to me, because I do believe that there is a quantum field within the etheric field, that the quantum is... The quantum field is like the quantum field is here in the 3D. It's looking at the tiny particles that comprise the field. In the case of quantum field, it's proto-energy. It's the very basis of, of all energy, and therefore the etheric field itself that is also the quantum field. The quantum is just a way of looking at one part of the etheric. Does that make sense? Well, to me, the, the quantum field it would mean more um, when things are in resonance, all those things that are in resonance with each other, that field of energy, to me, would be the quantum field. Yes. Because, because that's, a, that's a focused thing, and it's, and it's based on the resonance of things that are in resonance with each other, whereas the etheric field, it's, it's up to a point it's formless because everything that will ever exist will precipitate from the etheric field. Yes. That's why creation comes from the top down, not from the bottom up. Yes. So so if you have a million dollars that you're not doing anything with and you're bored, you can go ahead and go out and buy yourself a dozen of these and play checkers with it, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being I'm being nasty, aren't I? <laughs> well, no, I mean it, it, it's it's awesome that they're looking at it. I mean, it's energy, you know, it's, mm-hmm. anybody's looking at energy and, and crystals and figuring sacred geometry into everything, you know, you have to honor that. Um, well, the thing is that he, he doesn't say it on this page, I don't know if he has another scientific page, because when you look into the technology, specifically technology, there is a claim made in the write-up that this particular structure is involved in some engine that he has developed or that his laboratory people are developing, you know, on a way of, you know, generating energy. So knowing what I know from Cater, the way electricity is generated because as the magnet is uh, flying inside these, the stator, uh, once the electrons start moving, the soft electrons that will release the hard electrons that are that are the actual electricity that you're using to light the light bulb or to run the blender is actually being pulled from the etheric field. All those soft electrons are pouring into the windings, and they, they disintegrate and they release the hard electrons that are that what we call electricity. So, following his explanation in the book, if you find a way to concentrate that flux of soft electrons that are pouring into the windings, you would increase the output of that motor with no physical alterations. The only alteration would be make 
the windings bigger to increase capacity, I guess. So just looking briefly at what he and he's he's saying that this is involved in this quantum engine, blah blah blah. Then the connection I made instantly is that he's found a way to focus that stream going into the winding. Therefore, you actually producing more energy than what you're putting in to get the more the thing moving because that's the there's this a lot of people are for it a lot of others are against the term because they say oh it's very misleading and that's, nobody has ever proven that and blah 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 they talk about these over unity engines which is ways to have a system produce more energy than what you put in it uh, one of the uh, his work has been proven beyond a doubt. Uh, John Bedini, for example, he found a way. And, and what he's done actually is confirmed by the work of Joseph Cater because John Bedini, for example, found a way to create a circuit where he's, he's running um, an engine, a specially made winding with a battery, right? And even though the the battery runs all the way down to zero charge-wise, the system continues running. Because what happen, what's happening is, uh, instead of the system running with the battery charged, the battery is, is kind of being used like an antenna, and it's bringing in energy into, into itself. So he's found a way to tap into that uh, continuum, that etheric field, where it's just pouring in soft electrons, and, the, and then the system is making regular electricity out of it and they've done all kinds of testing and yeah the battery when you measure the the charge even though it has voltage it doesn't have any useful charge that would make something work it's just voltage and yet the system continues to work so that's that's one way of you know bringing in more energy from the from the etheric field and this appears to be one of the applications that this gentleman how he's using these particular structures, I guess, to pump in more energy. Mm. Very interesting. I'm looking at your question. The guy you just talked about, what's his last name? Oh, I didn't get it. Oh, hold on a second. Let me do. A, let me see if his page is still up, and I'll give you the link. That'll be better. His name, he's got a... Uh, an Italian last name and he did create um, he was selling okay here we go I don't know if he uh, okay control C so I'll put it here in the radio chat and I'll put it in the Skype chat. There we go. At one time, I know he had a company and he was selling like uh, specially designed chargers and. Okay, for the audience, it's B is in boy, E D I N I. D as in David, so B E D I N I, John, energy worker. Awesome. And you can see there diagrams for he had a monopole motor magnetics. Uh, this, I'll give you an example. 
that this man is right up there. I mean, he should be honored like Tesla because he was able to do something that uh, I'm, I'm not aware of any other experimenter doing. If, if it exists, it must be in the secret technology that the space program uses or something. Um, it is quite easy to wind a device to make scalar waves. That is the really easy part. But this man, uh, I've seen the schematic of it. I just don't have the wherewithal to build it. He actually was able to uh, build um, the circuit for detecting scalar waves. So you could actually have a, a scalar radio, which has, has no propagation delay. I mean, you could talk to anybody in the world and there would be no propagation delay. You would talk and the other person would hear you instantly because that's the way that the, the waves work. Uh, I have not seen any other, you know, inventor or developer offering a scalar wave detector like the one this gentleman designed. So he's really an electric genius. He should be counted as one of the big ones. <laughs> There's a lot of people that just never got known because they were too good at what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're coming to the end of the show here. Is there something else that you might want to touch on, Walt? Oh, no, that's just that I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't give you a, a, a very good review of this art technology. Uh, I, like I said, maybe it's the most fantastic thing ever made. I just don't have $1,200 to buy one and find out what it does <laughs> firsthand, you know. <laughs> Right. Well, I agree with you. You know, go get yourself some Shanghai, especially the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what the. Well, anyway. But, but would but. we actually need to have the new stuff in our hands? Because the new stuff, we already have the other stuff. Exactly. Wouldn't it just? Okay. Thank you. Exactly. What? What your stuff? The, because she's got Shanghai, the Shanghai is is imbued with that energy too. In other yeah. words, you don't have to go out and buy some more Shanghai hoping it came after the meteorite struck. No, as soon as it hit, every piece of Shanghai had the same sig, the additional signature. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Unless you're an evil doer and it won't do anything for you. Yeah, that's true. In which, in which case, you probably threw out your shungite. <laughs> yeah, if you ever, if you ever had it, right, yeah. right. Okay, the other thing that we haven't talked about in a while is Oak Island. Oh yeah, what's the recap? It's coming on tonight. Actually, what I find interesting, and the reason I, I wanted to remember to, to mention it was to tell Dolly that that you know how they digging down that show that goes before. Yes. The, the new show. Well, mm -hmm. that is a new show, and who's on it is uh, William Shatner. Oh, I saw the advertisement yeah, for him. Because well, uh, Shatner is bringing back his um, unexplained, yeah, unexplained, unexplained show, yeah. and the, and he's going to do it on Oak Island. So, and I I find that really interesting. I, you know, I love Shatner. He's just. He, you know, he's he. I grew up with him. He was he was Kirk, and then he was Boston Legal's lawyer, and 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 now he's in unknown, and he's on 
Oh, oh but if they're bringing him in, can't they use him to beam into the secret chamber and stop digging already? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, um, so yes, so right after the show at 8 o'clock, Digging Down is, and then the new show. Dolly, are you going to um, tape them? Is that what you're going to do? Wait a minute, yeah. You mean uh, Shatner's not going to be on the... He's he's going to be on the Digging Down one? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Thank you for telling me that, because I didn't tape that one. i got to find it. Oh it's, my gosh! It'll go off at eight o'clock tonight. Okay. That show. I mm. think this is what I'm understanding. If I can find where their channel is, it's I can a history go look channel right now. Oh yeah, but I don't know what number that is on my TV. On my TV, it's four two two for the high definition. It's two sixty nine. Okay. okay. You mean your TVs don't have a search feature that you could just put History Channel and then it'll just search it for you? I've never done it. Well, it probably does, but it takes me forever to figure that out. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, drilling down here it is, Nancy. It starts at 8 o'clock. And let me see. Oh, yeah, it says William Shatner meets Oak Island. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. How exciting is that? <laughs> so you have a big bowl of popcorn, huh? No, I don't eat popcorn. <laughs> Never did like it. Well, well I, I, I don't know if it has any nutritional value <laughs> other than something to chew on. It feeds an oral fixation is what it does. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to make some up. I've got oh, one of those poppers. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy's so funny. She's um, as she got older, she got more concerned about you know putting what she was eating and all that sort of thing, and but she loves popcorn, so she decides that she's going to get a popper, one of these air poppers, because buying them by the bag and not knowing exactly what is inside of them, <laughs> or if it's GM, <laughs> you know, um, so she she does this, and then after a few months, she said you want a popper? <laughs> because she decided that she liked the stuff in the bags better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got the popper. I like the stuff in the bags better, too, but the popper is here. And I've got well, popcorn. I've seen it made. And, um, I'm sorry she went back to the bought stuff because I've, I've seen it made because of the... Uh, when I worked for a business in, in New York, the landlord downstairs... That's what they did. They sold the stuff that you see in movie theaters, like those giant bags of popcorns and the and the, the smoothies things that they make. And they use this, uh, I don't know if it's coconut oil or palm oil, one of the two. And then the thing is so thick and so heavy, at 50 degrees, cell, uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, it turns solid. Even more, it, it's like lard. Oh, my gosh. This thing is so thick and so heavy, and people are putting that in their bodies. I don't know. My, my, <laughs> my arteries would cringe. <laughs> in fact, one time in a, during the winter, they were making a whole batch of popcorn in one part of, the, of their shop because they had this big, giant industrial machine. And the other guys were offloading some of these uh, drums 
of this oil and one of them broke and it fell and they just left it alone overnight when they came back the other day the, the next morning before they turned on the heat for the shop they just grabbed sh sh shovels and they just shoveled the stuff off the floor Ooh. that's how thick it got oh my gosh so it's like oh man I wouldn't put this in my car <laughs> Well, with that pleasant what? thought, we're going to say goodnight, everybody. <laughs> yeah, roughly. Sorry, sorry if I ruined your image of, uh, of popcorn. I know you love it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't buy stuff with lard in it. I buy stuff that says pure natural popcorn. Oh, good. With all these artificial stuff that we put on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, ooh, really. That <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, babies. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Uh, bye bye. Be safe, everybody. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart,